Hi, and welcome to The Fertility Warriors. Here at Fertility Warriors HQ, we believe in three things, grace, grit, and gratitude. We don't believe you have to be perfect to fall pregnant, but we do believe that you need to place yourself and your well-being at the top of your priority list. I'm your host, Robin Birkin. For some people, trying to conceive is a cakewalk. I was not one of those people. My journey was years in the making and included IUIs, IVF and a miscarriage, as well as many, many tears before we fell pregnant with our first child. Now I'm the author of the book, Screw Infertility, and the founder of a 12-week mind-body fertility program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. I'm here to help you not only navigate these waters, but to help you feel like a badass in the process. My superpower? Helping Taipei women find calm, confidence and happiness in their journey. I'm a little woo-woo, a lot straight shooter, and I swear like a sailor. Sorry, Mom. I've never turned down a bowl of mashed potato, and if you like salt and pepper, mm, I think we'll get along just fine. So hit that subscribe button and tune in for tips, advice, and real talk every week. I promise you, I'm not daggy. Okay, maybe a lot daggy, but subscribe anyway. Enough small talk, let's do this thing. Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Fertility Warriors. I am loving our podcast topics this year, and I know that it's providing you with so much value. Definitely go and check out my website and what I've got if you would like more support on your journey, as well as my Instagram. So at Robin Birkin, R-O-B-Y-N-B-I-R-K-I-N, because I do lots of really helpful posts on my Instagram as well. Let's dive straight into this week's episode though. Look, I try to live my life with no regrets and I always try to live my life with the knowing that I've made the best decision for myself with the knowledge that I had and knowing that often decisions aren't life or death decisions and often decisions we act like that we can't change our minds but a lot of the time we can change our minds the only reason why we think we can't change our minds is because of our egos but i always so i always try to have the utmost confidence in my decision okay i have the firm belief that we always make the right decision at any given time based on the knowledge that we have in the moment so therefore essentially there's no wrong decisions ever You just keep asking yourself, you keep staying silent and saying to yourself, okay, what is the next right step? We don't have to plan out our whole lives. We can just always tune into ourselves and say, what is the next right step now? Okay. And that has been such an important mindset reframe for me. I take scary leaps on my journey or on my life. And if you tune back into the episode that's 39 lessons in 39 years, it's truly one of my most favorite podcast episodes, but I live my life so radically differently to the way that I used to live my life before. And it's based on a lot of the things, a lot of the lessons that I teach and the brain science as well, particularly that I teach in the Fertility Warrior Intensive Program. So, The title of this episode is five things I wish I'd done differently on my fertility journey. So Robin, you've just said to us though that there's no wrong decisions. So yes, there are no wrong decisions. However, I know things now that I didn't know before. 
I have new knowledge. I have experiences, you know, things that I've now that I've done it. I'm like, oh, maybe I would do this differently. So when I talk about, I have on my Instagram a series of fertility tips. So I do little Instagram reels, those little short videos where I talk about fertility tips, number one, number two, number three, whatever, whatever. One of those is wear loose pants to your egg retrieval. This is not one of the things I wish I'd done differently, by the way. <laughs> but one of those is wear loose pants to your egg retrieval because one day I wore skinny jeans and that was really, really hard to get those jeans back on after my egg retrieval. I only know that because I did an egg retrieval where I wore skinny jeans and trying to get them back on where, you know, and trying to buckle them up as well was painful, right? So, There's no way I would have known that unless someone had told me or unless I'd done it. So wearing the skinny jeans felt like a good decision at the time. Cool. But this is what I'm saying. Now that I've had experiences, I feel a bit differently. My beliefs have shifted. I have so much more training in what I do. I know different things. So if I travel back in time, but armed with the knowledge, experiences, beliefs, etc. that I have now, what are five things that I would have done differently on my journey? And that's what I'm diving into in today's podcast. Okay. So come and reach out to me on Instagram and tell me like, if there one thing, what's the one thing that if you could rewind time with, what was, what's the one thing that you might do differently? And I'm going to share with you five things that I'd have done differently. Some of these are like super practical things, but a lot of these are generally like the stuff that I teach, okay, knowing what I know now. So number one, the first thing that I would do differently is I would not have been alone on my medical miscarriage. I, if you listened to the podcast, I did an episode with Jackie Figueres not that long ago where I talked a little bit more about what my medical miscarriage experience was like, but it was brutal. I've, I honestly felt like I was going to die. And I was alone and didn't know what was going on, felt awful, felt clammy, felt nauseous, felt all of the things. And I just didn't expect it to feel like that. Not all medical miscarriages would feel like that, but that is how I felt at the time. And I so often am the type of person who is quite comfortable doing things on my own. I went to the majority of my obstetrician gynecologist appointments on my own. I went to a lot of my blood tests and I always went to my ultrasounds at the fertility clinic on my own. But the medical miscarriage, if I went back you know, and had to induce a miscarriage for myself, I would definitely, in hindsight, not have done that alone. It would have felt better if I had someone there just supporting me, just there for moral support, being able to let me know if I was being crazy or not with the symptoms that I was feeling and how I was going. That's number one. Number two is not waiting so long to work on my mental health. Oh man, when you're in the moment, it's really easy to overlook how you're actually feeling. And I've done surveys on my Instagram where I've said to people, what's harder, the emotional or the physical? And everyone comes back to me and they say the emotional. It's the the emotional roller coaster, the ticking time bomb, but also having to be so, so patient because everything takes so long. It's a mindfuck like nothing you've ever experienced before. 
And it's really easy to overlook how much you actually aren't coping. And I talk a lot about the studies, especially, you know, within the Fertility Warrior Intensive before people join the intensive program. When we look at the studies of how people are actually coping with infertility, something along the lines of 76% of women in a study that was actually quite a large cohort study of multiple tens of thousands of people, 76% of women were shown to show significant symptoms of anxiety. There's lots of studies that show really high levels of emotional distress, whether that's through anxiety or depression, or even just generally, you know, you don't have to have anxiety or depression to be going through a really situationally tough experience. I would argue that the vast majority of us are not in a great place mentally. We're struggling, but for whatever reason, like we break a leg, we go to the hospital. We are in one of the most emotionally traumatic times of our lives, but we feel like we shouldn't get help or we shouldn't do anything about it or we need to just keep pushing through or maybe we think that, I'll just, you know, hopefully this cycle will be the cycle. These are all the things that, you know, I sort of thought and it took me really hitting rock bottom on my miscarriage to then think, well, hang on, things actually need to change in a significant way that I'm not coping in the way that I want to and that my life shouldn't be like this. And I really wish that I had put myself forward and acknowledged that I was important before that. And it's, you know, I run the Fertility Warrior Intensive Program. I run this podcast, my Instagram and everything because I don't think it should be normal. Well, no, I don't think it should be common for us to be feeling like this way through infertility, knowing the massive changes that feeling supported, shifting the way that my brain was functioning, knowing how much better I felt in subsequent cycles. I truly wish that I hadn't waited that long to get help, to learn what I learned and to start practicing daily rituals to support myself and to just really put myself in that position of valuing myself and my well-being and my mental health above striving to have a baby at all costs. So that's number two. Hey, Warrior, so sorry for interrupting, but I just wanted to jump in and see if you'd had the chance to check out my new little program, Warrior Rising. It's a five-day radical mood reset, and I'm sure that you will love it. Head to robinburkin.com slash rise to check out my new program, Warrior Rising. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Number three, I wish that I had taken my life off pause. My life was on pause for such a long time. I had so much annual leave up my sleeve because I kept thinking, I'm just going to save up my annual leave until I have a baby or for when I have a baby. And it was actually a time when I really needed those mental health days or those breaks. I had this intense feeling like there was this ticking time bob and it was running out so quickly. And There's, I don't know, there was a study or like an article that came out recently that showed that the number of, you know, they say women's fertility falls off a cliff at age 35, that somebody just pulled that figure out of the air. It wasn't based on anything. It was just someone somewhere based a figure out of the air that that happened. And I, you know, 
I'm in two minds because I do think that we shouldn't wait forever to have children and that we should get help sooner rather than later. But I also think that it's almost like scaremongering that we need to acknowledge that sometimes it takes time to get tests done rather than just rushing people through like, let's just do this and this and this, which might be a Band-Aid solution that might not have the best outcomes where we're better off saying, let's just take it one step at a time. Let's make sure that we look at your lifestyle. Let's make sure we look at your emotional health and let's look at you as a holistic picture rather than let's just dump like a treatment on and see if that is a Band-Aid cure that fixes a few things. And then so too many of us end up doing cycle after cycle that doesn't work because there's underlying issues that we got rushed into cycles and we didn't you know, fully have the time taken to sit and figure out what might be going on. Too many of us are sitting here with uh, unexplained infertility. I really wish that I had taken my life off pause though because I talk about this all of the time. When we look at energy gains and energy drains, there's so many things on our fertility journey that just drain our energy and our spirit more so than usual. It's like we're trying to fill up a cup with water which is let's say that's our spirit or our emotional well-being and infertility just pokes holes in the cup. It drains the cup, it sends it empty. So we need to be plugging the holes or putting more water in at a quicker level and we just don't do that. We just allow it to drain because we're trying to save money or we're trying to make things happen as quickly as possible. So we put off the holidays. We don't you know, look at our job satisfaction, all of these elements of our lives and it slowly just drains the energy out of all of these other areas of our lives, our physical well-being, our job satisfaction, our relationship, all of these other areas of our lives and I think that's kind of sucky. So I would have definitely taken my life off pause at a a sooner level. The next one, number four, what would I change I wouldn't have worked so hard at my corporate role. I was one of those people who always used to put in overtime. I used to take on drama so personally. I used to get stressed because the staff under me, you know, you'd follow through with have you done this and they, it would always be no. So then I'd be always sitting questioning myself and working out how I could be a better boss and I'd take, you know, I would then take on the drama of that and I, I wish I had cared less and not worked as hard because I don't think anyone on their deathbed looks back at their life and is like, oh, I just wish I had worked a little harder. Most people look back at their lives and say, I wish I had a more full life. I wish I had invested. I wish I had not stayed an hour or two hours later at work. I wish I had not tried to arrive at the office an hour or two hours before everyone arrived so that I could get the work done because I was supervising staff and therefore, you know, when it's the middle of the day, the staff, all I do is troubleshoot staff's, my team's issues. I just wish I hadn't cared so much because there has been a real shift that I want to live my life. I don't just want to spend my life working for someone else you know and get and taking on the emotional issues and the emotional baggage of that job I had my own emotional issues and baggage to work through I had my own things that I needed to deal with and that's not to say that I would have been a bum at my job because that's not my nature I'm so hard working 
and I when I have worked in any of my corporate roles I am always the person who puts in my all who sets the goals and I'm a get I'm a get things doneer type of person so I would have still been that type of person but there's a saying that I say all the time I said this to one of my coaching clients the other day is and j- just to let you know I do a limited amount of like one-to-one coaching and things like that for people who are already in the fertility warrior intensive because then it's way more cost effective it's way more effective because you have that other supporting resources that I can refer you back to lessons that I can talk about etc but I'm a real like get a done or a person and I had this saying that I said to someone in coaching the other day which was not my circus not my monkeys I really wish it's a Polish saying but I really wish that I had embraced that kind of philosophy because it really changes the way you feel and the way that you do or don't get emotionally invested in your work. So that's number four is I would not have worked so hard at my corporate role and invested so much of my emotional energy. The last one is I would have trusted my intuition more. I feel like lots of us in society tune out to our intuition we stop trusting ourselves we start only hearing the inner critic that's inside of us rather than also giving airtime to our inner voice and it can be a real process of getting that back we all have nudges inside us we all have divine breadcrumbs inside us that are guiding us to do things Stop waiting so long to do things that play on your mind. Is that getting a second opinion? Is that, I don't know, working with a functional medicine practitioner? Is that taking a break from treatments? What is your intuition nudging you towards? And can you sit there for a minute with your thoughts, with that torturous monkey mind just spitting thoughts out at you? enough or long enough to then tune in to what your intuition might be nudging you towards and that's the space that I love living in right now is sitting through that initial discomfort staying silent making scary moves and listening to what the universe is nudging me towards without ego without judgment without stories that I'm telling me myself about myself without overthinking is it going to go this direction what's going to happen next blah 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 but just sitting and listening to the nudges and what my intuition and inner knowing and inner voice is telling me a lot of those are probably quite deep but if i had my time again those are the five things that i wish i'd done or that i would have done differently with the knowledge that i have now on my fertility journey because i know how different my life is now to the life that i would have had before I'd love for you to reach out on Instagram and tell me like what are the game changers for you? What are the things that with the knowledge that you have today you would do differently or you would change on your journey, but also without feeling like you have regret because every decision that you make is the right decision always because it's the decision that you've made armed with the knowledge that you have at the time. Can't wait to catch you next week and thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Bye. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Fertility Warriors. You know that I love chatting with you every single week. If you like this podcast, please make sure you go ahead and subscribe and share it with anyone, be it on your Instagram or your other socials to let them know that this has been helpful for you too and that it might be helpful for them. Please make sure also that you give us a five-star rating and I would love, love, love a review. They always make my day and they help other people find the podcast. So it kind of helps the search engine juices or the internet juices push this podcast out to other people when there are a number of ratings and reviews. And if you feel like infertility is starting to get the best of you and your emotions are starting to get a bit wonky, then make sure you check out my new mini program, Warrior Rising. Head to robinburkin.com slash rise and check it out. It's a five-day mini mindset transformation and it will definitely help pick up your mood, help you feel calmer and help you feel more in control of your journey. Head to robinburkin.com slash rise to find out more about my new program, Warrior Rising. Warrior Rising.